Hey everybody, welcome. This is No Bones About Wrestling. It's Monday, it's 6pm, that means this is AEW Weekly. I'm one of your hosts, Asa, and I'm here, of course, with my permanent co-host, Kay Fabulous. Hey. And, uh, welcome, thank you for joining us. We'll start off with a t-shirt check, Kay, what, what you got going on tonight? T-shirt check. I am wearing... Hey, Mark Briscoe t-shirt. Mark Briscoe. Them boys, you know? I'm not wearing a wrestling t-shirt. I'm wearing a minor league hockey t-shirt. You can still show it off. For the Carolina Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yeah, out of Winston-Salem, NC. Uh, no wrestling tonight. It's cold in our house, and I have no. I don't have any wrestling sweatshirts. It's, it's not cold. It's cold in our house. <clears throat> Anyways, so welcome tonight. Um... Tonight's a different kind of show. We uh, Tonight is our AEW Revolution preview and prediction show. Pre- pay-per-view is, of course, just six days away, and we are going to be there. Uh, what, what, I'm trying to remember what row we're sitting on. I can't remember. We're close. We got good seats. Yeah, you'll uh, probably be able to see us when they're, like, showing the wrestling in the ring. We'll be like right there at that cutoff line. I think we're right. Yeah, we're like right yeah. at the cutoff line. I don't think you'll be able to see us when they're showing the wrestling in the ring. I no, think we're right like above the wide it. shots. The wide shots. The wide shots, yes. But uh, anyways, we got good seats, so we're looking forward to the show. Uh, but yeah, tonight is the uh, pay-per-view preview. Um, but you know, we got other things to do first, of course. Uh, so first, we'll start off with the uh, the recap of the TV shows, just real quick. Uh, here we go. Uh, AEW Dynamite on the 21st was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Started off with John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli taking on FTR. Uh, Moxley and Claudio hit a spike pile driver on the outside on on Dax. A big swing on Dax into a Moxley drop kick for a two count. FTR hit a shatter machine and then time expired. We got a time limit draw on this awesome tag team match. It was. Fantastic. Very good tag team match to start off Dynamite. Uh, four and a half bones out of five, I gave it. Uh, the teams brawl post-match and have to be separated by AEW referees and officials. So the, that feud is still going. Like a lot of them, and it took a while to get them to separate. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was good. This this feud I'm, I'm really enjoying. I can't believe they waited this long to do this feud. What, FTR versus... Yeah, versus, like... BCC? Yeah, like, the most awesome guys versus the most awesome guys. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you're getting some some great in-ring work, Mm -hmm. definitely. Some good mic work as well. Yeah. As well. They got fire, both sides, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm definitely... Fire in their bellies. I'm definitely digging it. Um, Up next, international champion Orange Cassidy was with Renee and the Doctor... The doctor says Cassidy is cleared to wrestle Mike Bennett tonight. Next, FTR is with Alex Marvez. Dax was in the middle of challenging Mox and Claudio to a match at Revolution, and Mox and Claudio show up talking trash, and FTR and BCC are again separated by referees at this point. Uh, this is in, in the back. And so the the, uh, the challenge never gets answered. So we don't at this point we don't have a match made for the pay per view yet. 
Up next, uh, I believe this was a non-title match. Um, I, didn't, I never heard them say one way or the other, but I think this was a non-title match. AEW International Champion Orange Cassidy taking on one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Mike Bennett. Cassidy hit an orange punch, uh, hit a beach break for the pin and the win. Good match. Four bones out of five. Uh, Roderick Strong and Matt Taven ran in to attack Cassidy after the match. And then Jake Hager, the home state man, ran in, surprisingly, for the save. So we, I don't know where he's been, but he came in and uh, saved Orange Cassidy's butt. So that was so surprising. Up next, Angelo Parker was with Renee. Ruby Soho shows up, and Parker and Ruby Soho show up. Uh, excuse me. They leave for their date. Yeah. Yeah, their fir- first date. Their first date after months of bullshit on television. Yeah. Well, they're kayfabe first date. Yeah, they're kayfabe first date. They uh, they actually, they're actually are together, together yeah. in reality. Yeah. An SUV pulls up, dropping off the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Flair tells Renee he wishes he'd been more involved in Sting's retirement run. He hasn't been around for a month, and he's going to explore his options. He then knocks on the Young Bucks' dressing room door, or or, excuse me, their office, their executive vice president office door, and they invite him in to talk. So... Who knows what's going on there between the Young Bucks and Ric Flair. So can I ask you a question since we're not doing a where is this going segment? Yeah. Do you think Ric Flair is going to turn on Sting and Sting's last match? We can talk about that in the pay-per-view preview. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Up next, Daniel Garcia is with Tony Schiavone in the ring. Shivani announces that Garcia is getting the TNT title shot at Revolution against Christian Cage. Garcia thanks the fans and says he will see Adam Copeland somewhere down the line. Then the patriarchy show up. Christian Cage talks about Garcia's family and his deceased father. Cage says he doesn't want to be Garcia's opponent. He wants to be his father. Uh, Garcia, of course, tells him to stop. Christian sent kill switch after Garcia, and then Menard shows up with a steel chair to head him off. So we don't see Killswitch uh, murder Danny Garcia. And then we have a standoff there between the Patriarchy and Matt Menard and Danny Garcia. Up next, Rob Van Dam, FTW champion Hook, and Hangman Adam Page are with Renee. Hangman is fired up and wants to hurt Swerve Strickland and is trying to convince his teammates that they also want to hurt Swerve Strickland. Then we have a non-title match. Uh, AEW Women's World Champion Tony Storm versus Sydney Winnell. Storm won via submission as she used the Venus de Milo hold, used Diana Perrazzo's own hold to get the submission. And then we have Diana Perrazzo versus Madison Rain. During this uh, match, Madison Rain got dropped directly on top of her head. Uh, also, uh, she was fine, though. Perrazzo won via submission to the break a leg, which is Tony Storm's ankle lock. After the match, 
uh, it was a squash match. After the match, Tony Storm and Mariah May ran in. Perazzo put down Storm, but she got back up and put on the break a leg. Storm eventually releases the hold. She then reapplies her lipstick in a maniacal fashion while sitting in the ring. And then eventually, Tony Storm and Luther and Mariah May leave. So really looking forward to Tony Storm versus Deanna Perazzo on Sunday. In a maniacal fashion, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, then Sting and Darby Allen, the world tag team champs, uh, do a promo in front of a giant medieval style door. Don't know where they were, but it looked, it, awesome, it looked cool. Yeah. Uh, Darby says family is all that matters in life. Sting says the young bucks shouldn't have messed with his children. And now they have a fight on their hands. This should have been the promo that happened last week instead of Darby talking about not what happened to Sting and him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tony Schiavone brings out Wardlow, who kicks Tony out of the ring. Wardlow then proceeds to cut a very good promo, cutting down CM Punk, MJF, and Samoa Joe. He puts himself over hard as a monster, saying he deserves the world title. A yeah, very good promo from Wardlow. Mm -hmm. Very good. Most convincing he's ever been on the mic. Very good. I think it's possibly the best promo of 2024 so far. I don't know about that. It was a very good it was promo. very good. And very I'm not good. a huge Wardlow fan, and I thought it was excellent. Yeah, great job. Uh, will Ospreay will be on Dynamite next week, which means now, two days from right now. Also, an announcement, Wardlow will compete in something they didn't tell us at the time. They just told us he will compete in something called a Meat Madness match. <laughs> uh, that's all they said. That's all they said. So. That's so weird. Yeah. And then Renee is with Don Callis, uh, Kenosuke Takeshita, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Callis said he's going to pick up Osprey in England. And he and Takeshita are the two best in the world. Callis also says Powerhouse Hobbs will do well in the Meat Madness match. So announces him as one of the participants. And then the main event of Dynamite is Rob Van Dam, FTW champion Hook, and Hangman Adam Page taking on AEW world champion Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage. Uh, RVD hit a five-star frog splash on Brian Cage. Uh, Hook Cage and Hangman were in a cool superplex spot. Uh, Hook got the red rum hooked on Cage. Then on Swerve, who threw Hook off and hit a house call on him. Hangman Page hit a buckshot lariat on Brian Cage. Swerve accidentally kicked Samoa Joe outside of the ring. Hangman Page powerbombed Swerve through the announcer's table. Back in the ring, Rob Van Dam was ready for the five-star frog splash on Samoa Joe, but Brian Cage pushed him off the top rope. Uh, Van Dam hits the ropes on his way down. Joe grabs him in the rear naked choke. Van Dam passes out. The heels win. So Joe... Strickland and Cage get the win. Uh, excellent six-man tag match to to end the in the in the show. Four and a half bones out of five. 
uh, match of the night was the the main event. Uh, Joe Strickland and Cage getting the win over RVD, Hook, and Page. Very good six-man tag. And real quick, we'll do a uh, synopsis of AEW Collision real quick here. Or recap, rather. Uh, February 24th, Springfield, Missouri. Opened with a no-disqualification match between Sammy Guevara and powerhouse Hobbs of the Callis family. Hobbs whipped Guevara with Kevin Kelly's belt. He went over and forced Kevin Kelly to give him his belt and whipped Guevara with it. Hobbs slammed Guevara through two tables. Uh, Guevara jumped off a super high ladder onto Hobbs, uh, threw a table, did a, a swanton bomb. Uh, Hobbs hit the world's strongest slam on Sammy, threw a table, and pinned him after that. Good match, four bones out of five. It was, it was pretty much just spot after spot. Well, it was less of a match and more of just a series of spots. But it was, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. Four bones out of five. And the, Sammy's super high jump off the ladder was, was crazy enough to, to get it to the four bones. Uh, Sammy Guevara is insane, man. That guy's risked his life for, for us, us fans. Mm-hmm. numerous times. Next, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli accept FTR's offer for a match at Revolution, so we have another Revolution match made. And then FTR take on uh, Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. FTR get the win. It was a decent match, three bones out of five. Not much, Not much to it at all. After the match, both men in FTR work the mic. Dax was very good on the mic, as usual. Then we had a Brian Danielson versus June Akiyama hype video. That was the main event of Collision. <coughs> and then Thunder Rosa took on Lady Bird Monroe. Uh, Thunder Rosa hit a Tijuana bomb for the pin and the win. This was a squash match. Thunder Rosa looked good. Then Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, and Stokely Hathaway were with Renee. Chris Statlander challenges Sky Blue to a match next week. I assume she means on collision next week. And then we had two-thirds of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, Jay White and Colton Gunn, teaming up with one-third of the AEW World Trios champions, Daddy Ass. And they took on the Iron Savages. And I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I hate the Iron Savages. They're terrible. Their selling is is comical in, in a bad way. In the worst in way. In the worst way. I mean, if you didn't notice it yourself, go back and watch this match. Don't do it to yourself. No, to watch their selling. These these guys don't have a place in, in pro wrestling. The, with with the giant roster that AEW has, these guys don't deserve to be on television. It's an insult to the fans when they're on TV. I mean, seriously. I, and then one guy who's constantly, you know, pulling on his singlet as though he's going to pull it off and show his cock to everybody, it's fucking disgusting. And their gimmick, you know, when they're talking about eating assholes all the fucking time, is fucking disgusting. 
I'm sick of these fucking guys. I'm sick of seeing them. And their selling, like I said, is is amateurish and and they suck. They fucking suck. Fuck them. I think it's worse than amateurish. Yeah. Like amateurs know not to do that. Yeah. I mean they're they're selling yeah. It's like a child if a child was was in a play. Yeah. They're selling made everyone in the match look bad. Mm-hmm. The way that they were selling moves. It was it was silly. Um so anyway, the, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, speaking of silly, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang <laughs> uh, team, they won in a squash match, uh, thankfully. The Iron Savages did not win. Uh, then we had a Brian Danielson promo. And then Malachi Black had his first singles match in, in about two years, maybe slightly over two years. And he took on the bounty hunter Brian Keith. Uh, Black hit a spinning wheel kick for the pin and the win. This was a, a decent match. You could tell that it's been a while since Malachi Black had a had a singles match. And this is a pretty good match. Pretty good. Uh, gave it three and a half bones out of five. Um, after the match, Mark Briscoe shows up. And uh, he, has a, uh, he has a spike with him. But before that, Buddy Matthews and Brody King of the House of Black show up, of course. Mark Briscoe kendo sticks them, and then Briscoe goes after Malachi with the spike. Uh, But Matthews and King uh, come back, they attack Briscoe, and Black takes him down. So I don't know why Mark Briscoe has no friends to come and help him. You know, he seems like a friendly guy. He was friends with FTR at one point. I don't know why they don't come and help him anymore. He was friends with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Right. He's friends um, with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Everyone's friends with Mark Briscoe. He's so nice. Yeah. But they Plays don't, all the faces. Yeah, but they don't come help him anymore. Yeah. So who knows? Um, yeah, but Mark Briscoe has no friends in that feud with Alice of Black. Next, Serena Deeb versus Lady Frost. Uh, Serena Deeb looked awesome in this match. She was terrific. Her offense, she's great. She is a technician in that ring. Uh, she is she is the she is the Bret Hart of women's wrestling, I would say. Oh. Um, and she looked she looked flawless, really. Uh, she won with a single leg crab, Lady Frost. Lady Frost was a last-minute uh, replacement. Kiera Hogan had an illness, and Lady Frost was a last-minute replacement. Uh, Deeb won with a single leg crab, and Frost tapped out. And this was a good match, three and a half bones out of five. I would have given it more, but th- there just wasn't a lot of offense out of Lady Frost, so I can't give I can't give four bones to a match. It doesn't have offense both ways, really. You know, it's hard to hard to say that's that's four bones. Uh, so three and a half bones for that match. And Serena Deeb looked fantastic, and she was on the mic after the match. And good promo, de- decent promo, I should say. Got got her point across. She needs a little work on on the mic, uh, but uh, she sounds nervous. She sounds nervous on the mic, but uh, she got her point across of where where she's coming from. Uh, but yeah, she's she's great in the ring. And then the collision main event, Brian Danielson versus the veteran June Akiyama, uh, Eddie Kingston's idol. 
Danielson hit a running knee to pin Akiyama. Uh, pretty good match. Four bones out of five. This was the match of the night. Danielson kicks Akiyama in the nuts after the match. And then Eddie Kingston jumps in to beat on Danielson. And then Claudio Castagnoli jumps in. And uh, Moxley shows up and etc. And eventually we get an announcement that uh, FTR and Eddie Kingston versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club is made for Dynamite, right? On Wednesday. Yes. So that, that should be great. And that is how Collision ends. And like I said, match of the night was Danielson and Akiyama on Collision. So the match of the week, AEW match of the week, was that six-man tag on Dynamite where uh, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage beat Rob Van Dam, Hook, and Hangman Adam Page. That, that was a fantastic match. That's the match of the week. And so like I said, tonight is our pay-per-view preview and prediction show so we're doing things a little differently a little different order some of our segments we're not doing tonight and some we're doing in a different order than usual and that means right now it is time Five. Top five. The AEW Weekly Top Five Rankings. It's a proprietary secret formula. Never be cracked. Our formula will never be revealed. You'll never figure it out. We will take the secret to our watery graves. That was okay. So, what are we doing first? Men, women, or teams? Let's do teams first. Teams. These are the top five teams for this week. Uh, number five, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage with that big win. Get get on, on the board, number five. Number four, falling two spots from number two last week, the Young Bucks, the number one contenders to the tag team titles. Number three, up two spots from last week, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli after participating in that awesome match with FTR on Dynamite. Uh, number two, back in the rankings because of that awesome match, FTR. And number one, bless you, number one, same as last week, the World Tag Team Champions, undefeated, Sting and Darby Allen. So what next, Kay? Men or women? What's your men? Men. Uh, number five, Back in the top five, thanks to his win over Jun Akiyama on Collision, Ryan Danielson. Number four, uh, got the win over Mike Bennett on Dynamite, the AEW International Champion, Orange Cassidy. Number three, Hangman Adam Page. Same as last week. Number two, same as last week, Swerve Strickland. And number one, same as last week, AEW World Champion Samoa Joe. So two weeks in a row, the top four are the same. That's never happened before. So that was number one, Samoa Joe. Number two, Swerve Strickland. Number three, Hangman Adam Page. Number four, Orange Cassidy. 
Number five, Brian Danielson. It's probably three weeks in a row. Because we didn't have a lot to work with last week because there was only dynamite, no collision. It may be three weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I remember there wasn't a lot of change last week because of that, only and, having one show. And I didn't repeat the teams from the top. From the top, the teams, number one, Sting and Darby Allen, number two, FTR, number three, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli, number four, the Young Bucks, number five, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage. So now for the women. Uh, number five, she looked uh, pretty good in her loss to Serena Deeb on Collision. Uh, Lady Frost, back in the top five. Number four, back in the top five, got the squash win on Collision, but looked great doing it. Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Number three, Serena Deeb. Number two, same as last week, Deanna Perrazzo, number one contender to the world title. And number one, same as last week, the AEW World Women's Champion, Tony Storm. So that's number one, Tony Storm. Number two, Deanna Perrazzo. Number three, Serena Deeb. Number four, Thunder Rosa. And number five, Lady Frost. And those are your AEW Top 5 rankings for February 26th, 2024. And coming up right now, we have... The ever-popular segment, K-Fabulous's Wrestling Fashion Do's and Don'ts. Do. If you're a member of the patriarchy, do wear a tight, short, black leather jacket like Mother Wayne. Don't. If you're about to go on a first date, don't wear a dress that looks like you stole it from Fred Flintstone, like Ruby Soho. <laughs> Don't. Even though it looked awesome, if your gimmick is you are a monstrous meat man that everyone should be scared of, don't wear purple crushed velvet like Powerhouse Hobbs. Do. If you have to face down a starlet in the ring, do bring your fashion A-game with a gold capelet with foot-long fringe like Deanna Perrazzo. And that is your fashion do's and don'ts for the week. Thank you, Kay. Very good. Very good. Uh, and now it is time for the AEW News Roundup. So I'm going to do the news, which usually ends the show, but I'm going to do the news... And then we're going to do the pay-per-view preview and prediction. We're going to do match by match, go through the pay-per-view, and do our preview and predictions. <laughs> our dog doesn't like that, apparently. It's okay. Uh, Kevin Nash says, WWE... Kevin Nash says, WWE won't allow him to attend Sting's final match at AEW Revolution. Nash, Nash addressed the issue on his podcast, Click This. Nash says Sting asks him to be in attendance. The two men worked together frequently throughout their careers, starting in 1991 in Jim Hurd era WCW when Nash wrestled as Oz. Uh, if you've never seen Kevin Nash as Oz, Google that. It's a sight to behold. Uh, Turner, Ted Turner owned the rights to The Wizard of Oz then, and they dressed, they said, 
dress him up like he is Oz the Great and Powerful. And they dressed him up to look like an old man, and he dressed in all green, and he was Oz, like from the, the, the fucking Wizard of Oz. Wait, I had some questions. Yeah. So when you say he was Oz, are you talking about the Oz projection or the, the Oz that's hiding behind the curtain? He was he was a smaller version of the Oz projection. So okay. he wasn't like 50 feet tall, but he, he was, was like seven percent. feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But not the like feeble man behind the curtain. No, 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 no. Um, Nash and Sting later teamed up as members of NWO Wolfpack and the Millionaires Club and WCW and as members of the Main Event Mafia in TNA. The February 16th episode of AEW Rampage, which began at 7 p.m., averaged 300,000 viewers on TNT. That's down 34.2% from the previous week. Big drop. The show drew a 0.09 rating in the 18-49 through 49 demo, down 35.7% from the previous week. So it was a very good show, the one that was on at 7 p.m., because the uh, NBA All-Star stuff going on, very good rampage. But, uh, and, you know, we were hoping that it would draw more viewers being on at seven before the NBA All-Star stuff, but fucking apparently not. Jeez, that is a, that's terrible. I was hoping they would permanently move it to that spot so I don't have to stay up late on a Friday. Yeah, it was good. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling, 7 yeah. p.m. on a Friday like, night. we could do something afterwards. Yeah, even. I loved it, being on at seven. Um, oh, we still have to watch this week's Rampage. Do it? Yes. Oh. Jim Ross says, broken, says, quote, broken hip is responding well following surgery. He's out of the rehab facility and improving daily. His broken hip surgery was also a cancer surgery. Ross's AEW contract expired on February 14th. It's not known if he signed a new deal, but Ross wants to call Sting's retirement match in Greensboro with Tony Schiavone. Ross also noted on his podcast that he wants to announce with Tony Schiavone going forward. And he made a note, you know, he said, I want to do these things, so I better get signed. Uh, but as I said, no one knows if he is signed or not. And there has, has been no sort of announcement or anything. The Rocks Seven Bucks Productions is developing a project on the amazing, unique, and wild life of the nature boy, Ric Flair. As part of a multi-year deal with Woo Energy Drink, Flair has made a handful of appearances in AEW alongside Sting as he approaches his final match in six days. Flair wrestled his final match in July 2022. Flair has been the subject of several documentaries. This will be the second time Flair will be depicted in a feature film after last year's The Iron Claw film in a performance that was mocked by wrestling fans. As it should have been. And yeah, if you haven't seen The Iron Claw yet, excellent film, but the guy who played Ric Flair, it was fucking awful. If you didn't know who Ric Flair was, well, right. if then you didn't it would know who, okay. Right, like I said, it worked in the movie. Like, yeah. if you didn't know who Ric Flair was, it works in the movie. But he was playing a real person, mm -hmm. and he did a terrible job of acting like Ric Flair. 
It might be the worst impression yeah. I've ever seen. It was actually. like it was like he never saw Ric Flair, a Ric Flair promo. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, it was like we we watched something where someone was doing a Macho Man impersonation, but they were just talking in a regular voice, like they're Macho. They would said like, "Oh yeah," you know, but like there wasn't like even I put more inflection than they did, and I feel like that was like the level of Ric Flair impersonation. It was just like some guy in a wig. Yeah. Acting like himself. Yeah, this is not not it's good. Okay. But again, The Iron Claw, excellent film. Yes. If you've not yeah. seen it, highly recommended. Probably the best movie I saw last year, I'd say. This year. It was it was from last year. Oh, I was Um anyways. Uh also WWE's Grayson Waller played Flair on Young Rock. The the Rock's now cancelled T V series on NBC. So yeah, The Rock is producing a movie about Ric Flair. So we'll How do you see. make it through that whole thing without wooing? <laughs> I don't know. You so. even called it woo energy instead of wooing. That was very surprising. <laughs> so we'll see how, how that goes. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. You you figure I mean, I'm sure they'll want it rated PG-13, but man, I want I want a fucking R-rated Ric Flair movie. That's what I want to see. Is Ric Flair like on board with this? He has. I mean, uh, you figure he they, has to be, right? They they made the Richard Simmons biopic without Richard Simmons' permission. That's true. I just am a little nervous if he's not on board with this. Like, what are they going to put in this? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know if Flair is on board with it or not. Um, AEW hired former WWE and soap opera writer Jennifer Pepperman. She is vice president of content development now for AEW. Uh, she worked with WWE from 2017 through last week. Before that, she worked for soap operas One Life to Live and As the World Turns, and she won Emmy Awards for her work on the soap operas. Pepperman is close with Mercedes Monet from their time together in WWE, and now she is about to work with her again in uh, a couple weeks here. That's awesome. So, uh, Will Ospreay's first appearance as a full-time member of the AEW roster is two days away on AEW Dynamite in Huntsville, Alabama. So, I have a friend from Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Osprey wrapped up his commitment to New Japan earlier this month in a 10-man steel cage match at the New Beginning in Osaka. The April 6th edition of AEW Collision will be taped April 3rd in Worcester, Massachusetts. It's not yet known if it will air against Night 1 of WrestleMania 40 in its regular time slot, or if uh, it will be preempted and air before WrestleMania 40 airs. Uh, Madison Rain is okay after landing directly on top of her head during her loss to Deanna Perrazzo. AEW signed Rain as a coach in 2022. At the time, it wasn't clear if she would also wrestle, but now she is. AEW is bringing the third edition of Forbidden Door to Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, uh, according to Andrew Zarian. There's not been an official announcement of that yet. Hangman Adam Page uh, worked his ankle injury on AEW Dynamite, 
because there's something going on in his personal life and he may not work the revolution pay-per-view. The injury would be his cover story if he has to miss the show. This was reported by Brian Alvarez. What's weird about that is, I mean, the only way I saw the injury was because people on Twitter posted video after the cameras turned off on Dynamite. So if they wanted to sell that injury for a purpose, why didn't they show it on the show? Well, I think he'll probably be selling it on Dynamite this week as yeah. well. Okay. It just seemed odd. Yeah, but I think he'll be selling it this week also. But yeah, so whatever's going on with him, I, I hope he makes the show. Um, uh, AEW Dynamite averaged 828,000 viewers on TBS. That's up 2% from the previous week and did a 0.29 rating in the 18-49 demo. That's down 3.3% from the previous week. Uh, despite their involvement in Sting's retirement angle, his sons Garrett and Steven Jr. are not interested in becoming pro wrestlers. Uh, Soraya's brother, Zodiac Zack Knight, has signed with AEW. In a backstage promo on AEW Rampage, Soraya introduced Knight. Uh, Knight began with Ring of Honor in December of last year. Soraya helped him obtain a work visa. Knight's debut match was in 2002 as he faced his own mother, sweet Soraya Knight. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> his debut match was uh, 22 years ago. Uh, against his mom. Against his own mother. I wonder how many wrestlers can say that. I, I'm sure very few. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, lastly, uh, Kiara Hogan was set to wrestle Serena Deeb on Collision, but was pulled from the show due to illness and, as I said, was replaced at the last minute with Lady Frost. All right, and now, the AEW Revolution prediction and preview part of the show. So this will be for the... No Bones About Wrestling Prediction Championship Belt, which you can see it. It's hanging up. It's the, it's the farthest one from K. It's the one with the red on it. The one I'm pointing at. Whatever it was pointing at. It's hard to point. Yeah. The one with the red on yeah. it. There you go. So that's, the, that's what's at stake. I'm the current champion, in case you were wondering who currently holds the belt. It's me. Unfortunately, she is. And it's been is. me for a while. So yeah, so the belt <laughs> the belt is at stake. Yeah, so we always keep track of who who does the best at predicting uh, pay per views, and of course, whoever predicts the most matches correctly gets the belt. And if there's a tie, champions, uh, what's it called? Champions. Champions benefit? advantage. Advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Champion retains the belt if, yeah. if there's a tie. Which is how I've retained it for so long. <laughs> All right, so let's start off here. I've I'm I've taken it from uh, I just did kind of I don't know kind of trying to predict the order I have no idea what, what the match order will be so I've just kind of tried to predict the match order and we'll go from first to to main event uh, we'll start with the three way meat madness match we got Wardlow powerhouse uh, I can't get up the <laughs> 
I'm sorry. We got Wardlow, <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs, and Lance Archer. So, Kay, what do you think? <laughs> um, so, okay, I can't, I can't handle it. Why the name? Why? Like, well, I think they're just gonna get out there and pull their trunks down and just slap their soccer. dicks together, right? <laughs> just slap dicks is what this match is going to be, from my understanding. Well, that was not my understanding, so my picks aren't based on that. Uh, but it just makes me think of, like, like that they're going to be in, like, a slaughterhouse instead of the ring, you know? Oh. Um, anyway, sorry, I find the name very entertaining. Um, so in this match, I have Wardlow winning. Um, he's the only one of the three men who is currently at least putting himself in the uh, AW World Heavyweight title picture. Um, so if he doesn't win, that's a real bad look for him. Uh, and I think that the Undisputed Kingdom have to get wins, uh, big wins, or they lose any kind of momentum that they had. They've already lost a lot of it, and I feel like this would just kill it if they don't give it to Wardlow. Yeah, they, they have lost. I wouldn't I wouldn't say well they have lost a lot of it, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, when you think about like pre devil reveal to now. Yeah. They're like nothing almost, you know? No, no, no. They're not nothing. Not nothing. Other than those ROH tag titles. Well no, they're still they're still like beating people up. They still have been beating up the best friends. They still got yeah, but think about how they were beating people up when they were masked minions. They're like throwing them through windows right, and like right. smashing them yeah. through like car they, windshields. They need to go back to that. Yeah. They need to go back to that. Now there's just like a guy on the floor and they're like air kicking him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Even the smashed beer bottle over Hangman's head with him laying on the ground, you know? Mm -hmm. That was more than what we've gotten so far from them. Yeah. No, they need to. They need to step up the viciousness of the of the attacks. Yeah. That's part of what made the the devil. Who's the <laughs> devil angle? That's part of what made it so interesting to me. Was the, the viciousness, the the violence of the attacks. Mm -hmm. um, made it made it stand out from a lot of other wrestling angles. Um, but yeah, they they need to go back to that to to make themselves stand out, to make themselves seem like a threat. Um, I agree with that for sure. And Wardlow is one of the biggest threats in the stable. And as you say, he's the one that they've, they've said is going after the world title for them to give it to, to Adam Cole. Uh, Wardlow has been just facing jobbers though and slaughtering them. So this is his first match since he's been in the Undisputed Kingdom. This is his first match against real competition, isn't it? Yes. I think it is, yeah. Even pre-Undisputed Kingdom, this is his first match against real competition, I would say in like a year. No, no, you're yes, wrong. You're I wrong. don't think I am. You're wrong. I'll look it up afterwards. You're wrong. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Who do you wrestle? I don't know, but you're wrong. I know you're wrong. Yeah. Um... So we got, and we got Powerhouse Hobbs, who's getting a little of a push. Uh, and I mean, I'll, you know, I love Hobbs. He's good on the mic, I think. Great look. Great in the ring. Um, should go to him, too. He's been getting a push. You know, it'd be hard to see him lose. Lance Archer, I don't know. 
I mean, I like Lance Archer personally. Uh, that's that's who I'll be cheering for in this match, but I don't think he has a chance in hell of winning. I think he's he's the one that's taken the pin. Yeah, he's taken the pin, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Wardlow. Wardlow gets the win. Have you not already decided these? I have. I have. Okay. I'm going to say Wardlow gets the win. Are you changing your answer? No. I'm right. I'm just keeping track of who predicted what. Yeah. So it should be an entertaining match, I think. Um, just... I'm not a big fan of, of three ways particularly because, you know, there's always that time when somebody gets hit and then they're dead for five minutes or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. They're just dead outside the ring, and I hate that shit because it doesn't make sense. You know, they've, they've just been hit. Usually they've just been hit with a regular wrestling move. Why are they dead now for five minutes? Mm -hmm. I hate that. I hate the predictability of it. I hate the fact it doesn't make sense. Ate the fact that it's in every triple threat match. It, I just that's that's what I hate about three way matches is that the the dead man on the outside spot. I hate it. Yeah, but one of our biggest complaints with AEW has been that they don't let the big men fight other big men. Mm -hmm. And now not only are we getting a match, we're getting three big dudes in a yeah. match. So I feel right. like that's a huge step in the right direction. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, then that's that's the thing. They really do protect their big men, you know. They don't want Hobbs to get pinned. They don't want Archer to get to, made to look bad even, really. Uh, but he, he will be the one taking the pin, for sure. They don't want Wardlow to look bad. They don't want um, Miro to look bad. But now he's not even on TV because... Uh, apparently he doesn't want to, you know, do business with any anyone. Um, who else? Who am I? Who am I not thinking of? I feel like Takeshita to an extent. Well, he's not a big guy. He's a big dude. Is that's that not. Takeshita? That's not him. No. Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Yeah, yeah. They, but they don't protect him at all, which is weird. They just have him wrestle like a normal guy. It's strange. They don't protect Cage at all. But, but they, the they will protect take... Wardlow and Hobbs. Cage isn't the one to take pins when they're in their six-man matches, though. No, but just in the way he wrestles. Oh, I see what you're in the way he wrestles, they, they, they don't protect mm -hmm. him. They don't They don't protect his, his image as like an unstoppable big bad guy. Yeah, Brody King. Is Brody one. King, very protected, yeah protected image very much um so yeah it's nice to see the big guys clashing here so yeah we're both picking Wardlow in that opening match there in the three-way meet madness match and just for full transparency we have not seen each other's picks no yeah we've um, not discussed this yeah. at all all right uh up next we got the tag team grudge match i've I've heard several people saying, make this a, a double dog collar match, you know, uh, and that would be cool, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll get a, a stipulation added to it on Wednesday, some sort of stipulation, perhaps, but right now there, there isn't a stipulation on it. 
And I'm talking, of course, about John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli of the BCC versus FTR. I would just, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, I would love to see a stipulation added to this match. You can't add a stipulation that's going to make this match outshine Sting's retirement match. Right. So I feel like a yeah. double dog collar match, you were putting that match way over Sting's final match, and you should not do that. Yeah. So, I mean, two out of three falls, everyone banned from the ring. So, I mean, like, something that's not going to overshadow who the show is for, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. That's my piece. So, this feud, you know, Ben, it's kind of a new feud. Uh, kind of just getting its its legs under it, but uh, it's been it's been hot uh, since it started. It's it's been hot, uh, and they had a great match on Dynamite last week. Um, so yeah, more. I want more of it. Definitely. That and that was a what fifteen minute match, I believe, mm, yeah. something like that. Fifteen twenty minute match. I think that's fifteen. Um, so this one, who knows what they'll make the time limit. It'll be interesting. We'll see. Uh, AEW doesn't have like standard time limits. They just make up shit. They just do whatever they want, you know? I like it. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's fine, but it's like unpredictable, you know? Well, they say it before the match. It's not like it's like a mystery, and then in the middle of the match, they're like, oh, you only got three minutes left. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you, mm. you, before the matches, you never know what the time yeah. limit is going to be. Mm -hmm. Unless it's an Iron Man. And then unless they've advertised yeah. it. Yeah, unless they've advertised it. Okay, so Moxley and Castagnoli versus FTR. Who you got? Well, it deeply pains me to say this, but yeah. I have Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. I really want FTR to win. Like, I really want them to win. But I've learned that you don't pick against John Moxley because that man almost never loses. That's true. So I'm going with that. Tony Khan loves John Moxley. So do I. I don't. A lot of people. A lot of people love John Moxley. He's pretty. He's like the ace of the promotion. I, I might say. Yeah. You wouldn't say. No. Who's the top guy in the promotion? Kenny Omega. Followed by Brian Danielson. Yeah, maybe Omega. Yes. Maybe Omega. I mean, Omega's the best. Don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about reliability. Like, who's there for it night in, night out, and this and that. And I mean, up until his hospitalization, Omega. Omega. Omega was wrestling while he was, like, actively dying. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. like, he had to be in so much pain. And he still showed up to work and wrestled? Mm. That's crazy. I mean, I get John Moxley, like, didn't take his vacation because they needed him to stay and stuff like that. And I understand his appeal. It just doesn't appeal to me. Um, but no, I would not say he's their top guy. Mm. Yeah, maybe Omega. It's, it's, it's either Omega or Moxley. You've got to be one of those two, I'd say. Well, or Danielson, like you said, you can yeah. make the case for Danielson for sure. Omega's been there since the beginning, so that's yeah. part of why I would say Omega also. Yeah, you know. 
Moxley's been there pretty much since the beginning. But pretty much from since the beginning and since the beginning, not the same thing. Yeah, I think Moxley came on, I could be wrong, I think Moxley came on like their second show or something. Like their, their second pay-per-view. Yeah. Okay, so you say Moxley and Castagnoli, why? I told just you, because Moxley just never is... loses. Okay. Yeah. I really hope I'm wrong. Because FTR from North Carolina, I would love for them to get a big win here at the pay-per-view. Is this the first pay-per-view to be in North Carolina? For AEW? For AEW. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because um, we would have gone, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good, good point. Um, so yeah, I would love for them to get a pay-per-view win here. And I'm picking FDR to win. Um, well, even if it costs me the belt, I hope you're right. I feel like you know we got the the hometown, home state, not hometown, the home state juices going for FTR. I uh, feel like they will get the win over Moxley and Castagnoli. And I'm not sure if that match will be the end of this feud. I don't know. I think we might see some interference. Yeah, from whom? Well, you have Yuta and Brian Danielson that are both members of the BCC. Right. And we've kind of been saying for a while that the BCC could use a new member. So it could always be yeah. someone that's trying to make a name for themselves to get into the BCC by coming to their rescue. That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have been saying they could use a female member. It's Randy. It's yeah, for. that would be, I mean, that would be cool. I feel like that's such a great fit for, for everyone. I'm not sure if she fits them. She needs to drop the face angle. The what? And the face angle and become a heel. Yeah, um, yeah. She's like too happy for them mm -hmm. and nice. Yeah, but she looks like she could be mean. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I mean, her wrestling style definitely. But mm -hmm. anyways, but so I'm picking FDR. I mean, they're they're the more established team. And like I said, we're in, we're in the home state. I just I feel like FDR is going to get the win. For Moxley and Castagnoli, I just I just feel like Tony Khan's going to give them the win in the home state, and we'll see the FDR come out with it. Well, like I said, I hope you're right. Yeah, and I do. You feel like this will be the end of this feud? No, not at all. Huh? You don't think this is a feud that they just put together for this pay per view, just just so these guys could have could all be on the card? I think that they that is definitely why it started, but I yeah. think given the performance that we've seen from them so far mm. and like the heat that this feud is getting, I think that they're going to continue with it. Yeah. I, like I don't, I think it was kind of accidental, but I think they should run with it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. keep it going. I said, it's been fantastic so far. Fantastic. All right. So that's the first one we split on. I pick FTR cases, Moxley and Castagnoli. I'm not sure who I'm cheering for in that one. You're cheering for FTR. How are you going to cheer against FTR? I'm not sure. I'm cheering. It's like watching Arn Anderson wrestle. Mm -hmm. You got to root for him. And they're from the home state. Probably, probably. I don't know who I'll cheer for. Uh, up next, 
AEW Continental Crown title match. If Danielson loses, he must shake Kingston's hand. You got the uh, Continental <laughs> Crown champion, Eddie Kingston, taking on Brian Danielson. Okay, who you got? I have Brian Danielson. Um, let me preface this with I like Eddie Kingston. I think he's a great character. I think his wrestling is much better than what it was at first. Um, and I think he brings a lot of personality to the show that some other characters are lacking. But I didn't think he should have won the Triple Crown in the first place. Um, Wow. Well, okay. So he had two of those three belts. That's an indictment. It makes no sense to have this huge tournament to give the belts to the person who already had them. It's just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, plus out of all the people in your company, that's the man that you no, think is, is worthy of three belts. I don't think you should have won it either. It's like, yeah. it's madness to me. Yeah. I don't Madness. think you should have won it either. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm happy for him. That I'm also happy for him. But I don't think you should have won And he's been a good champion. Uh, Has but, he, though? Has he, he hasn't even been defending it. He's defended it a few times. When? He defended it, like, once or twice. Yeah. I guess I just meant, like, promo life. <laughs> he's been a good champion. Um, but He's never, not even been defending the title. Yeah, I just don't understand how in a tournament where you have Brian Danielson and John Moxley mm. and Andrade. Wait, was Andrade on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, even like Brody King. And Roosh. And Roosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could go on. Uh, a few. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how you bypass all of them and land on Eddie Kingston. Uh, so... I am for him losing the belts, and also I don't see how he could realistically in a match beat Brian Danielson and have it be remotely believable. So I'm going with Brian Danielson. Plus, I want Brian Danielson to have all the belts because he's fantastic. And if this is his last year in wrestling as full, a full-time wrestler, I'd like him to go out with flowers. What do you got? I also pick Brian Danielson to win. Um, I think I think it'd be nice to see Danielson have three belts. It'd be nice to see him. You know, he's not held a title in AEW, mm-hmm. and as you said, it's his final year as a full-time wrestler. So he says. Uh, so. You know, before he goes out, I would like to see him with with a belt, you know, with with a with a title to defend, you know, with with some purpose in his final year, instead of just having random matches. I mean, don't get me wrong, random matches can be fun and, and whatnot, but it'd be nice to have some purpose, you know. Like I said, with some, a, a belt, something to defend, some reason for his matches. Uh, not just having fun, you know. Are these belts being defended? Like, is Eddie wrestling in Japan and on Ring of Honor defending these belts, or is it only being defended on AEW? Do not know. 
no, no. Because the implication of unif or to, not, I guess not unifying, but triple crowning these belts together, made me think that whoever won them was going to wrestle in all three promotions. Right. Um, and I think that would be good, good, cool for Danielson right. to be able to do in his final full year. Yeah, exactly. And and that's something I could see him him doing and doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just don't see him shaking Eddie Kingston's hand no. on Sunday. So I, I I think I see him winning the belts. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I picked Danielson, and I will be cheering for Danielson for sure. Yeah. And again, nothing against Eddie Kingston. I just feel like they're just not on the same level. Yeah, no. I mean, Danielson's one of my favorites. He's, yeah. he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. No question. No question. No question. So fun to watch him wrestle. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that match will be good. We'll see. We'll see. Kingston is is a little hit or miss for me. Hit, hit, hit and miss for me, I should say. Uh, Hit, hit or miss. Or miss. Hit or miss. Excuse me. Uh, so we'll see. I hope it's a good match. I think it. I think it will be. I think Kingston will bring his A game. You know, he knows he's fighting one of the best in the world, so he knows he'll. He needs to to bring it. So. All right. Up next, AEW International Title Match. We got the champion Orange Cassidy representing the Best Friends, and the challenger Roderick Strong representing the Undisputed Kingdom. Who you got, Kay? I have Roderick Strong. Um, Orange Cassidy is a... Or sorry, I'm getting a child abduction alert on my phone. Um, so uh, Orange Cassidy is a two-time international champion, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's had the belt for long enough that it doesn't really serve a purpose for him anymore and should be passed on to another person. Uh, and I think Roderick Strong... And the Undisputed Kingdom definitely need belts. Uh, one might say desperately need belts. Um, they have the Ring of Honor tag belts, but I feel like those kind of only matter to people that like really care about Ring of Honor, like I care about them. But I think a lot of people that are like only AEW people just see them as like a prop that are that they bring with them uh, that kind of lacks meaning. Right. Um, so I feel like getting with. With the level to which Orange Cassidy has raised the international title, mm-hmm. I view it as the secondary belt. I know that not everyone does. Some people put the TNT belt there. You put it over over the TNT. I put it over the TNT. Wow. It's defended more frequently. The matches have been better. And frankly, the wrestler shows up at like pretty much every week to have a match. And yeah. I just feel like really the caliber of matches that Orange Cassidy has consistently put on make that belt seem so much more important than yeah. it did when it debuted. You got I mean, you got some points there. You got some um, points. The, the, the Christian Cage and Copeland feud has gone a long way to making the TNT belt great again, as they say. But uh, I don't know. You got some points there. I think there's a difference between there. great and interesting. And I feel like Christian has made the TNT belt interesting again. 
but he's defended it so infrequently that yeah. it doesn't seem important. You know, like I don't think he's raised the the caliber of of the belt the way Orange Cassidy has. Mm-hmm. And so no, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I think for the undisputed kingdom to get what I view as the second most important belt in the company, uh, while another member is going after the first first belt. Uh, I, I think, think that would be a really I good look. I think though, for them. it's clear that AEW views the TNT title as number two. See, I thought that also. But then, how do you explain whatever the hell that he did with like Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs, where he had the belt for like a day? Well, then it was. Then I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, still, maybe viewed it as number two, but I'm not sure what they were doing back then. But but now like they were trying to flush it down the toilet back yeah, then. Yeah, but now I think definitely you can say that AEW views it as the number two belt. Views the TNT as number two because they gave it to like a veteran. Well, like a well-established because they gave it to Christian yeah. and because he's been in, he's been such a part of things, mm-hmm. you know, and he's been having these important angles. Um, he's been pushed pretty hard as a heel, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't wrestle very much. Mm-hmm. He's been pushed hard as a heel. Um, when he does appear it's memorable mm-hmm. you know usually something happens something yeah. happens that matters uh, something of note happens mm-hmm. and his and uh his and adam Copeland's match uh from world's end was the best match on the show oh definitely and uh and that really helped the cnt belt look you know look like something again and then we had a what 45 second title reign right Correct. Yeah. From. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking Roderick Strong, because to me, I think the international belt's more important. I don't care what AEW thinks. Mm. Um, okay. And yeah, I think Roderick Strong's a great wrestler. I think having a heel with a belt is always a good move. Um, But like you said, you can make a case for the international title. I mean, Cassidy, his work rate, the, the caliber of matches he's had, like you said, it's hard to argue against it yeah, I being think, number two. I mean, you can't you can't argue that the TNT title has, has had the quality of matches mm-hmm. that because they don't have matches. They don't have TNT title matches, period. They don't occur. Mm-hmm. They don't exist. Yeah. So there's nothing to compare it to. So yeah. it, it's almost like the belt doesn't exist. We get a, we get a defense once every two or three months or something. It is the belt I consistently forget about the most. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just forget it exists. Definitely. Um, and I think too. Orange. I mean, the last time it was defended, unless I'm wrong, was in December at World's End. Yeah. It's it's now. It's February now. It's the pay per view is going to be March. You yeah. know. I think too. Orange Cassidy has proven his worth with this title reign. Yeah. And so I feel like he's ready to get bumped up to that AEW world heavyweight scene. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and they need a face. That's what I was going to say. They yeah, need a they face. Need a baby they need face. a baby face yeah. in the running. Cause I know Hangman's supposed to be a baby face, but he's getting booed a lot. Um, going up against Swerve. And so 
I think a baby face that like, I don't think people are going to boo Orange Cassidy. You know, people love him. Well, they either love him or hate him, but the love lovers far outnumber the haters. Yeah, I think so. Um, so in this one, I also pick Roderick Strong. I think he's, this is the, the match where I'm most sure of who's winning. Uh, I, I don't think there's a chance that Cassidy leaves with the title. Uh, Wait, over the Osprey match? Oh, excuse me. This is the, <laughs> this is the match where I'm second most sure yeah. of who's winning. Um, no, no, no. I'll take it back because I don't know. I could see I could see them try, trying to trick us. Mm-hmm. I could see them trying to trick us with that. A I'm going to take it back. This is the match that I'm most sure of who's winning. Um, I don't think Cassidy has any chance of leaving with the belt. Uh, I think Roderick Strong definitely is going to win it. I, and furthermore, I, th- I think he should win it. As Kay said, the Undisputed Kingdom needs to look more threatening. They need some gold. Uh, they have the Ring of Honor tag team titles, which in a lot of people's eyes don't don't mean much. Uh, they really should, though. I mean, those belts have been held by a lot of great tag teams, and there have been some amazing matches for those belts. Yeah. So those those belts mean a lot, really. I mean, if if you if you don't know, look it up. Look look up look up some of the matches. The, the history, look up the teams that have held them. Uh, those belts mean a lot. Uh, I care about them more than the AEW tag titles. Really? Yeah. I would even argue they mean more than mm-hmm. the AEW tag team titles. Yeah. I mean, really, their they, history and, like I said, just the, the matches that have been uh, fought mm-hmm. for those Ring of Honor tag team titles. Uh, it's... They have an amazing history, really. Um, but yeah, Rod, uh, anyways, point of, point being, uh, the Kingdom have those belts, and now the, they're going to add the international belt here with Roderick Strong, and they're going to help the Undisputed Kingdom look a little stronger here, no pun intended. Um and uh, and and get back. Hopefully, get back to to kind of you know ruling things. You know, I think the undisputed kingdom needs to you know beat some ass. You know, they need to, like I've been saying, they need to be. When you turn on the TV to AEW, I think the undisputed kingdom needs to be the first thing on your mind. What are they up to tonight? Who are they going to fuck up tonight? You know, what are, what are they going to what are they going to mess up tonight? Who are they after? They need to be the first thing on your mind right now, and they're not. They're an afterthought right now. They're after the afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the way they should be. I mean, this faction, just the people in it are so talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a great collection of talent. And I, I thought the, the, the devil angle, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Sure. The reveal wasn't so great. They, they didn't handle that well, and they haven't handled the after very well but i think it can still be saved but they need to get on it asap and and then giving strong the belt and like i said reestablishing these guys as a real threat have them attacking people with the violence that they did during the the mystery part of the angle you know throwing them through windows and on on onto car uh windshields and that kind of shit that's what we need to be seeing these guys doing 
Well, and like have follow-up from all those angles that you set up last year at the end of last year. Like the whole reason the Bang Bang Scissor Gang exists is because their mutual dislike for the Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah. But since they united, they haven't even mentioned them. Yeah, they haven't done fuck all. Yeah. Uh, Get it together. Yeah, we've seen the best friends and Undisputed Kingdom mm -hmm. having a feud. Um, but yeah, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang hasn't gone against them mm -hmm. at all. And of course, MJF is, is still out and mm -hmm. is going to be out for a bit. Uh, but, but the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, you've got, you know, two different groups there you can feud with. Mm -hmm. And then you've still got the best friends with whom you're feuding. And, and then you can add another feud on. I mean, you got, what, well, five guys and that, and that stable. Yeah, and Adam Page, right? I know and he's Adam Page. With Swerve right now, but when he's done with Swerve, it he would could... make sense to exactly, exactly. So it, yeah, it can be saved, but they need to get on it and, and reestablish who they are, why they're a threat, the, the fact that they are a threat, and uh, and like I said, they need to be the first thing you think of when you turn on AEW. Uh, and so Roderick Strong needs to win this match, and and I think he will. And uh, I think this is going to be a great, great match, Cassidy and Strong. I think it's going to be an awesome match. Cannot wait to see this one. I think this pay-per-view is going to be great. As I'm sitting here, like, staring at my little note card yeah. with the matches on it. Oh, this looks like a great oh show. Oh, my God. This looks like a great show to me. really does. Um, next match. AEW TNT title match. Champion Christian Cage of the Patriarchy. Taking on Daniel Garcia. Okay, who do you have? <laughs> this was the hardest one for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still like so unsure. Um, but because I'm unsure, I just picked who I wanted to win. Okay. So uh, I want Daniel Garcia to win. Tony Khan said that 2024 is Daniel Garcia's year. They kind of missed the opportunity last year of putting him in the BCC, which I feel like would have been a great move for him. He's really started to establish himself as like being on the level of these other upper mid card guys. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see Christian have to like go after it or try and get it back you know um the only thing is like i don't know what that would do with adam copeland's whole whole deal if they give well, it to garcia well, copeland and garcia you know garcia already said i'll see adam copeland somewhere down the line yeah i mean i think they could have a, a face versus face uh series of matches and be fine no and i think they could too but then like the whole feud they've been building between Adam Copeland and Christian, does that just stop if he doesn't have the belt anymore? Or does that continue because of the animosity there? I feel like they need to like amp up the animosity if that's the case, because you no longer have the belt as the thing that's like the push-pull factor for these guys. So I feel like that's the like tricky part is not, does Adam Copeland stop going after the belt, but does yeah. Adam Copeland stop going after Christian? No, so, he can't. I mean, he has to yeah, come has to, back yeah. for Christian. Yeah. I mean, no, no doubt. They can't stop going after Christian. Mm. 
it's Christian's the one who in, injured him, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, so I wonder if Copeland will show up at the at the pay per view. I don't know. I think he will. I think he will. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I wonder what they what they will do with the TNT title scene, and we'll we'll see a Copeland Cage feud continue mm -hmm. for sure, and then I think we'll see Garcia. Take on take on some different challengers. I'm I'm predicting Daniel Garcia also oh. to win the TNT title. Yeah. All right. Um, I did not think that you would be with me on this yeah, one. I think I think it's his his time. I think he's been doing some very good wrestling here lately. And as Kay said, you know, Tony Khan already said 2024 is his year. I'm gonna listen to the Booker and and pick what the Booker man said. Uh, Danny Garcia to win win the belt, and Christian Cage has had it, and this is a great chance to put it on Daniel Garcia, and and have him make a run with it, um, and and, and maybe have it defended more frequently. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. is is what I would like to see, and I think if if Garcia has it, it will be defended more frequently, and and bring some some prestige back to the TNT title by having some great matches with it. And like we were just discussing. Yeah. I think too, Daniel Garcia has shown growth in his promo work. Oh yeah. Cause I think it was, I can't remember yeah. last week or this week, but he gave the best promo I've ever heard him do. Yeah. It was this uh, week. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that might be the promo I was thinking of. That was the best one of 2024 so far. Um, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like, He's kind of achieved that place where he can have a title wrestling wise and promo wise. Gotcha. Cause I feel like he's been wrestling at the wrestling level for a while, mm -hmm. but the promo personality piece wasn't quite there yet, mm -hmm. but I think he's ready. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. Up next. AEW Women's World Title Match. Champion Tony Storm taking on Diana Perrazzo. The Battle of the Matching Tattoos. The Drunk Duck? What, what is that? Whatever it is. Yeah, the it's like a drunk, duck from the future? Drunk Duck, yeah. Who, who you got, Kay? I have time with Tony Storm. Yeah. She is perfect in every way. Hmm. I cannot say enough positive things about Tony Storm to adequately express how I feel about Tony Storm, both in the ring and out. I think she is perfection. I think that she should keep the title so that we can have our Mercedes Monet Tony Storm feud. And we can see two women at the top of their game going at each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well said. Uh, yeah, Tony Storm, she's great. She's been great in the ring, great on the mic, great in these movies. This character is awesome. It's it's my favorite thing I've ever seen in women's wrestling. Uh, it's one of my favorite things I've uh, I've seen in AEW. Period. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm enjoying it very much. She always makes me laugh. Uh, I love it. Uh, keep it going. It's not. It's it's funny. It keeps being funny. They keep finding ways to keep it, keep it funny. 
they keep finding different ways to to expand upon the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it kind of started off as kind of a one note joke, but they really have kept expanding it. So whoever's writing this stuff, I mean, good on them because it's it's funny stuff. It is really funny. Um, and and I, I enjoy it. And, for a wrestler who's not a professional actress. Yeah, you know she's, I mean? been, she's, she's been, been great. Oh, my God. I mean, like, if you watch movies on, like, Turner Classic Movies, she's nailed it. Like, these, mm. like, old starlet roles. Yeah. Like, down to, like, her mannerisms and, and, and her delivery of lines. Like, it's just perfect. Yeah. She's got a great character going on. Um, we gave her several awards in our year-end awards last year for for the character as well and for her wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm picking Tony Storm to keep it. I say, don't end this run. She's on. And just as Kay said, uh, hopefully we're going to see a Tony Storm versus Mercedes Monet feud. That is what they need to do, unquestionably. Uh Bring Mercedes Monet in, have her go for the world title right away, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, no doubt. Um, I don't see any reason not to do that. I think definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this will be a this will be a very good match. I'm looking forward to it. I think I think it, it might end up being the the best match of Tony Storm's title run so far. Um I definitely see that. Perazzo is very good. She's mm-hmm. been very good since she's uh, been in AEW. Uh, she should win the title at some point, I think. Uh, but I just don't. I don't see it for her at Revolution. Just don't see it happening now. There's a chance. I'll give it a little chance, but I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it though. I'll give it a chance. I give it a tiny chance. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm predicting Tony Storm. Yeah, keep it. Like I said, keep the keep the push going. Keep the character going. It's great. Don't stop it. Keep it all going. Keep it rolling into Mercedes Moon and A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up next, the man is here. His first match as a full time AEW roster member. Uh, the one a lot of people call the best wrestler in the world. I believe most most uh, publications, uh, a lot of a lot of publications and places gave him wrestler of the year last year. Uh, he was no bones about wrestling. Uh, did we give him wrestler of the year? I don't recall. I believe so. I think we gave him wrestler of the year last year. Anyways, I'm talking about Will Ospreay. Uh, <clears throat> he is taking on a fellow Callus family member, Kanosuke Takeshita. And this is going to be the match of the night. I'll be shocked if it's not. Um, something will have will go terribly wrong if it's not. Uh, so knock on wood. That doesn't doesn't happen. Um, yeah, this is this is gonna be a fantastic match. 
Uh, Kay, who do you have winning? <laughs> well, this is the one I was the most confident on. Yeah. Until you pointed out that it's not the one that you're the most confident on. And I hadn't even like momentarily considered that Takeshita might win this. But now, like, I can't help but think Don Callis is going to turn on Will Ospreay so Will Ospreay can become a face, you know? Which would mean Takeshita gets the win. So now I don't know. I wrote down Will Ospreay, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to say Takeshita. You're going to say Takeshita? Stay in Takeshita. No, wait, I always do this. I always second-guess myself, and I change my thing at the last minute, <laughs> and then I'm always wrong, and I should have kept it. I'm keeping Will Ospreay. Keep Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Yep. Yeah, sticking with Will Ospreay. Okay. My original thinking was they can't possibly have him lose his first match um, until I thought about possible ways for him to lose his first match. Uh, but yeah, I'm sticking with Will Ospreay. Okay. I want to point out, with the only match that we've picked differently on so far is the Moxley and Castagnoli versus FTR. Every other match we've, we've predicted uh, the same person. Including this one? Yes, including this one. So you're going Will Ospreay? Yeah, uh, I'm picking Will Ospreay. I don't think they, they've signed him to, to bring him in to lose his first match. I don't think so. Uh, they could they could do the turning, uh, like Kay just said. I don't see him staying in the Callis family. I see him being a face. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't see him staying in the Callis family, but the turn could happen after the match. <clears throat> And have, just have Osprey win, and then some pushing, shoving. They're unhappy after the match, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, and then he breaks off from the Callis family. Uh, yeah, I think this will be the match of the night, for sure. Yeah, me too. For sure, Takesh is great. Uh, he's he hasn't lost a. a I don't know when the last time he lost a match is. He's gotten some big wins. He's beaten Chris Jericho a couple times. He's beaten Kenny Omega, what, twice? Something like that, yeah. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of confidence in Takeshita. But they, they, get, they give him these big wins, and then they don't... They don't... I was going to say, they don't generally book him in big spots. This is a big spot taking on Will Ospreay in his first match. This is a big spot. Uh, but they don't generally give him these big spots. So let's see how, how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I think this is like the second biggest spot after facing Sting in his retirement match. Like if you were like, do you want yeah. a world title shot or do you want to wrestle against Will Ospreay in his debut match? I'd be like, yeah. Will Ospreay debut match, hands yeah. down. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. This will be a, a fantastic match. Takesha's big. Takesha's big. So, I don't know. Osprey, uh, you know, you got to wonder if his offense might be a little hampered by the fact of how, just of how big Takesha is, you know? How big is Osprey? He's tall. Isn't he tall? He's tall, but I feel like Takesha's taller. Takesha's definitely, like, thicker. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just, um, I wonder how, like, smoothly Osprey will be able to get his, his stuff across, you mm -hmm. know? So I just, uh, just worry about that a little bit. That's all. 
Yeah, but Takeshita is good at selling. I mean, like, he made it look like Chris Jericho could do moves on him. And Chris Jericho's small. Yeah, true, true. Well, we will see. We will see. I think it's going to be a great one. Yeah. Yeah, so we both both pick Will Ospreay. We both will be cheering for Will Ospreay. There's Dylan. Hey. He says, it's our friend Dylan at Last Week in Wrestling Podcast. He says, this match will be five out of five for sure, though they can't turn Ospreay babyface. Why can't they turn Ospreay babyface? I think they're definitely turning Osprey babyface. I think they're definitely turning him babyface. It may not happen at this show, but yeah. they're definitely turning him babyface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why can't they turn Osprey babyface? Because people aren't going to root against him. Yeah. Even if he's with Callus. Everyone wants to cheer him. for him. Yeah. He's yeah. He's 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 the shit. Everyone yeah. wants to cheer for him now that he's finally coming to America. Well, we'll wait for Dylan to yeah. answer that in a minute. <clears throat> All right, we got two matches left here. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW World Title Three Way Match. Uh, we got the champion Samoa Joe taking on Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. Who have you got, Kay? I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> um, but I have Samoa Joe. Um. He's a good champion. Like, he just got the belt. This would be his second defense of it. Mm-hmm. I don't really see them doing that to Joe to have him lose on his second defense. And I feel like Hangman and Swerve have been so focused on each other that that's a really easy way to have them cost each other the belt. And so then their feud can even can either continue or one of them can demand another shot, like if Joe pins Hangman, Swerve can demand a one-on-one shot for the belt, you know, and we can get a rematch where Swerve can win it. Um, as much as I'd like to be there when Swerve wins the belts, uh, and he's definitely who I'm pulling for, yeah, I think I think Samojo's gonna win. I think Samojo's gonna win. I'll give you my answer in a second. We got an answer from Dylan here about Will Ospreay. He says, uh, about why why he can't turn babyface. Dylan says it would hinder having Osprey versus Swerve at Wembley. Osprey is heel, which works for him, and so is Swerve. Except they're both over with the crowd. Keep Swerve heel to tell a better story. So have heel versus heel. I don't understand. I don't understand either. Yeah. So keep Swerve heel to tell a better story. Osprey is heel, which works for him, and so is Swerve, except they're both over with the crowd. Keep Swerve heel to tell a better story. I'm not sure I understand. I think, yeah, I don't I think, understand. I think keep Swerve heel and turn Osprey face. I agree with that. Yeah, keep yeah. Swerve heel and turn Osprey face. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do. So I got some mojo. Who do you got? And he and yeah, so Dylan says, yeah, heel versus heel at Wembley. Hmm. hmm. I don't, I don't know. That. I I'm not for that. Yeah, I'm not for that. <laughs> but we don't we don't have to agree all the time. We must agree all the time. So back to back to the world title match. Yes. Um, I also pick Samoa Joe Whoa! to retain. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I did not think, I did not think at all that you were going to be with me on that. Yeah. Yeah. I picked Samojo to retain. Uh, I will be, uh, I'm not sure who I'm going for still. Um, what? Still not sure who I'm going for. What is wrong? Dylan said, when you come on for predictions, I'll explain better. Yeah. Kay and I will be on last week in wrestling prediction show on Thursday night. Uh, so catch that. Um, and then everyone can find out what Dylan means. Yes. Um, so I can't believe we've agreed on. So yeah, I, I'm still not sure who I'm cheering for, but, uh, but I think Joe's keeping it. I, I just, I don't see them taking it from him so soon. I, I think Swerve is ready for the world title. You could definitely put the world title on Hangman. Hangman has been wrestling fantastically lately. So is Swerve. I mean, these guys are at the, the peak of their careers right now. I think uh, both of them have been great. Uh, you could put the world title on either of them. This isn't a, a knock against either of them. They're saying they aren't ready or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just saying I think they're going to keep the belt on Joe. Saying you don't know who you're for is a knock against them. Because I cannot believe you are not for swerving this. How do you not know who you're for? Like, yes, I like all of these guys. But Swerve is I, I like Swerve and Hangman. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I'm for. I like Swerve better than Hangman. I'm not sure who I'm for. This character is more interesting. I don't know who I'm for. Anyways, but but like I said, then uh, as I was saying, I don't think they're taking it off Joe so soon. Um, and and in, in his second defense, uh, I wish we had seen more than one defense already out of Joe. You know, it's kind of disappointing that we've only seen one defense uh, so far. And it was you know he beat Hook in a you know glorified squash match pretty much um but yeah yeah i just i i just i see joe keeping the belt i don't see a new champion on sunday uh i would love to be there for a new world champion i uh, i just don't i just don't see it happening for for some reason i just don't see it happening um And the way they've the way they've the way they've built things up, just don't see it happening either. I think if if someone's winning it, I think it'll be Swerve. If someone wins, it'll be Swerve, not Hangman. Uh, you mean if someone else besides Joe wins? Right, right. Yeah. If someone someone wins wins the belt, it mm -hmm. will be Swerve, not Hangman. But so I think Swerve has a chance. You know, I think there's a chance. I put it like 70 30. That's what I 70% chance for Joe, 30% for for Swerve. I'm at like 60 40. I might I'm I might not, even say there yeah, like 60 I'm not confident 60, in my 60 40. Yeah, even 65 35. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. 65 35. Uh but yeah, I, th I think Joe's winning. I, I think this sh this should be good. Like again, I'm not big on on three way matches, but sometimes they're very good. You know, they're not. You know, 
sometimes it, it, it always depends who's in them and, and things like that. And of course, how they're booked, how they're planned. Um, but uh, as I was saying, you know, wrestling, it, it's, you know, it's two guys doing moves. There's always an odd man out, you know, so it's, it just makes things awkward to me uh, a lot of times. Um, but whatever. And there's no stipulations to this match, right? What do you mean? Like, it's not no DQ. No, from from what I just three way. Okay. Is all I've, all no I've one, said. no one's banned from ringside. Not that I've heard. Okay. No. I didn't think so. I was just double checking. Um. Uh, so yeah. All right, and now for the main event, uh, what I think will be the, the main event. We'll see if they actually put it on last or not. I, I figure they, they will. I'm not sure. The, like, long applause, the confetti, the, the speech after the match, the, like, tearful look back at his life as a wrestler and all what the fans have meant to him, you know? Yeah, all that's going to take place is going to be like an additional 20 minutes out. Well, they the don't match. have the rights to any video footage of his life as a wrestler. They can just show like the last like three years. They probably got stuff from TNA. From TNA, you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would imagine. I mean, right. WWE is definitely, definitely not giving them anything. Yeah. It's just irritating, but. So for the, for the last match, like I said, what I'm assuming will be the main event. Uh, Sting's retirement match, the AEW World Tag Team Title Tornado match. So that means all four men are legal the, the entire match. We have the champions, the undefeated team of Sting and Darby Allen defending against the Young Bucks. So, Kay, what do you have happening in this one? Uh... Sting and Darby Allen going out in a blaze of glory and beating the Young Bucks and Sting retiring as tag team champion. So you think they're going to retire as champions and then we'll have some sort of torment or something for the belts. Yes, that is what I want. I think that would be awesome. It'd That's be what so I want. Awesome. That's what I want too. So I'm hoping by, by picking that and just saying it over and over again, it's putting it out there into the universe and it will come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, so that, that is my pick also pick Sting and Darby Allen to win and Sting to just take the belt on into retirement and, uh, Sting and Darby Allen finish uh, as an undefeated team. And, uh, I expect AEW to have a, a tournament for the belts. I, I mean, I could, I, I see this as like 50, 50, really. Mm -hmm. I could see yeah. it going either way. Me too. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not confident in that pick, not much at all. <laughs> I hope I hope I'm right. Uh, that's the way I would book it for sure. Uh, that's I, what I want to happen for sure. It's these Sting and Darby Allen. I don't want the fucking Young Bucks to ruin. I mean, I like the Young Bucks. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see them ruin uh, Sting's retirement match. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see Sting lose his last match. No way. I don't want to see that happen. I'm 
I'm putting all my chips in Tony Khan's love of Sting. Like, I think that Sting would be totally against the idea of winning his last match, but I'm betting that Tony Khan talked him into it. I hope so. Yeah. I think I think Tony Khan loves him as, as loves him enough and is persuasive enough that he will have been able to talk Sting into going out undefeated. I hope so, because I really I don't want to see him lose his final match. You know, I mean, generally people, in, I mean, it's the tradition in wrestling. They always say, you know, you go out on your back, meaning you lose your final match. You know, you, you put you put someone over, you, you know, you do the business a favor. You know, you, there's nothing left for you. There's no reason for you to win your final match. You might as well put someone over and give them some heat, uh, for their career is going to keep going, you know, give them something uh, for them to keep going on. That's what they generally say. Um, but um, it, it, we haven't always seen that. Undertaker didn't, he won his final match. Uh, Sting, I think, is, is definitely a hell of a lot better than, than The Undertaker is. Um, I know some people are going to disagree with that, but whatever. Uh, it's true. Sting's way better than The Undertaker. Uh, just as as a wrestler. I think, too, the component that adds, like, uncertainty to this is that it's a tag match. Yeah. Like, Undertaker went out solo. Right. But I think... Like, you can still follow the tradition of putting a younger ride over by letting Darby get the pin. Yeah. Yeah. So they he lose. Can, he the can young still, Bucks yeah. beat the shit out of Darby and yeah. he gets pinned. So Sting and Darby lose. No, I'm saying let Darby get the pin. Oh. So they can still win, but he's still putting a younger person over because Darby's the one that's pinning the young Bucks. Oh, I see. So it's putting Darby over. I see. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that way you can. No, I, I, I totally see, yeah. see that happening. Yeah, I, I would see Darby getting the the winning pinfall, like for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um. Man, but it would be so much more fun to see Sting get the winning pinfall, wouldn't it? That's not going to happen. Wouldn't it? Though? It would be more fun, yes, but that's not going to happen. I don't. Think I don't know. I would be so very surprised. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, of course, you know, the, so so we both predicted Sting and Darby Allen to win. And like I said, take take the belts and the belts will be vacated and have, have a tournament for the for the titles. That'd be awesome to, to get to see AEW's tag teams in, in, in a tournament. I know some people are sick of the tournaments in AEW. I like I like a wrestling tournament, you know. That's Hell yeah. I mean, in that's kind of what wrestling is, is a tournament that's I mean what where wrestling comes from, at least, is torments. Um, Plus something to guarantee regular tag team wrestling on AEW Collision and Dynamite every week. Exactly. Anything that can secure some time for the tag teams. Exactly. I'm all for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's, have, let's just have a big tag team tournament for the belts and let Sting and Darby go out with the gold and mm -hmm. 
and have a big celebration in Greensboro for Sting's career and have something nice happen. You know, that's all I want. That's all I want. It's just something nice to happen. Uh, but on the other hand, of course, the Young Bucks are back. They're awesome. They're yeah, they're great. They they have this new new heel persona of Matthew and Nicholas, and uh, they could they could very easily beat Sting and Darby. And oh my God, the amount of heat that they would get for beating Sting and Darby and Sting's retirement match in Greensboro would just be nuclear, you know? Which, ha- that's what has me worried. Because I feel like their heel run, is, at least from looking on X and various other wrestling communities, um, they're not going over that well as far as, like, being heels that can be taken seriously. A lot of people aren't fans of the like stupid fining everyone for dumb things, uh, but not in like a good heel way, but in a that's stupid way. Um, so if they wanted to get like real heat, this would be an easy way to do it, which I could see them doing, but I really hope they don't. Massive heat. Mm-hmm. It's like almost too much. Too mu- almost. <laughs> it's it's almost. Too hard to to ignore it if you're a booker, you know. Mm-hmm. You know you could get this heel team so over by having them beat this guy in his retirement match, or you can make this magical moment that lives forever and would automatically be one of the coolest things that's happened in in your promotion's five year history. You know, that's that's hard to decide. That's got to be hard to decide as a booker. Has to be. Uh, Wait, one thing we didn't talk about that you said we were going to talk about when we got here. What? What's up with Ric Flair? Oh, 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 right, right, right. What role is he going to play in all this? What's up with Ric Flair? Right. So last week on, right, right. I did forget. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Last week on Dynamite, we saw Ric Flair going into the Young Bucks uh, EVP office and talking with them, and he was upset that he hadn't been more involved in Sting's uh, road to retirement. Mm-hmm. So, what's going to happen with Flair? So, Kay, what do you think is going to happen with Flair? Well, before I answer that, I have a question. Okay. How long of a contract did Flair sign? Do we know? From what I heard, multi-year contract. That's what I heard, too. Okay. Yeah. That's not good for my plan, then. What's your plan? My plan is to have Sting and Darby Allen win the tag belts or, or keep the tag belts and win their retirement match. So it's another thing, yeah. Because if you put Flair in it and he's with the Bucks now, and that's a relationship that can heat. can continue. Big heat. Yeah. Ugh. Big time heat. Shit. Yeah. That's Are you funny. wanting to change your prediction now? No, because anytime I change my prediction, I'm always wrong. So I'm keeping it. But Okay. I mean, that makes a big difference, though. Yeah. Like, I was already kind of questioning my pick, but, like, that has me super questioning my pick. Yeah. Because it's such a Flair thing to do to turn on Sting. Yeah. You know? I mean, Flair has turned on <laughs> Sting about 20 times throughout the course of his career. Yeah. 
And this is his last opportunity to do it again. Yeah. So Flair could 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 swerve everybody and come out and just be a good guy. You know, could stop the Bucks from interfering at some point or stop the Bucks from using a weapon at some point or something, you know. Maybe Brandon Cutler comes out with a weapon or something and Flair stops him. Flair comes out and stops him and surprises everybody that he oh he's still a face, you know. Mm. Oh wow, Brandon that's Cutler's a that's been, a relief, you know. Brandon Cutler's been off TV for so long. I feel like they would have to like reintroduce him as he came out. Like, here's Brandon Cutler, you know, the one who's friends with the young bucks. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, um, but they could have they could have Flair do that, you know, save Sting in some way. And now you also got a question, who else might show up? I mean, Sting has, you know, he's been in WCW, he's been, been in TNA, he, he was in WWE shortly. Who who might show up? I mean, it, it, during this match, who might run in? You know, who mm -hmm. from the past might have a grudge against Sting and want to take it out and make him lose his final match? Are we going to see some shit like that? That's a very Tony Khan thing to do, I feel like. See, I you know, find somebody from the past and have them have them come run in on Sting. I feel like have Sting's friends in the front row, and one of them steps over to aid Sting. Yeah, it would be yeah, and that'll be interesting also to see what wrestlers are there um, for Sting in a in an official capacity. Mm -hmm. You know, in the in the so to speak. Uh, guests of the of the program, guests of AW, you know, whatever, you know, with good seats. I um, think Ricky Steamboat's going to be there. You would hope, you know, you would hope. Ricky Steamboat lives in North Carolina. He's a, he's a friend of AW, of course, a former AW uh, worker. You would hope he's going to be there. Uh, friend of Sting, in the business at least. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Nash, we know, won't be there. Uh, so who, who, who knows who will be the, there? Yeah. The Kevin Nash thing. Yeah. So I know this was when he was working for the other company, when he was working for AW. But like CM Punk was backstage at WWE shows when he still worked for AEW. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't Kevin Nash just be backstage to support Sting and to watch the match from backstage? Like, why did he have to be in the audience? Oh, like, I don't know. Like I mean, anybody banned? could be anybody could be backstage. Back? Anybody yeah, could be so backstage. I so I don't understand like why they're making such a big deal out of this. Like, dude, just don't get a seat. Go stand in the oh, back. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought of, about that. Yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah, you can go backstage. I mean, like I feel like he's just saying this just to make WWE look petty. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other there are solutions to this problem. As long as Tony Khan or to Swerve. Maybe he is showing up. Maybe he will be there. Oh. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he could be in the back. I mean, as long mm -hmm. as Tony Khan is fine with it, yeah. of course, he could be in the back. Yeah. Any any of the old wrestlers could be in the back. Um, but yeah, then that's a question of, you know, can you be on, on camera? You know, mm -hmm. that's a different question. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be very interested to see what wrestlers turn out. Um, of course, we'll be at the show, so we won't be we won't be able to see who turns out. 
because we won't be watching the pay-per-view telecast. We'll be at the show. Don't they play it on the screen? Oh, we'll get. Well, hopefully, we'll get to see it on the screen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get to see it on the screen. Who shows up? We're not going to get to hear Jr. announce uh, Sting's last match. No. Until no. we buy the DVD. Until we buy the DVD yeah. months later. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so folks, hopefully uh, you enjoyed tonight's show. We went a little long. Um, but, um, so this has been your AEW Revolution prediction and preview show. Strangely enough, we picked, we picked almost all the same wrestlers, uh, uh, winners, that is. So the only match that matters... <laughs> The only match where we picked different uh, winners is the BCC versus FTR match. I picked FTR, K picked Moxley and Castagnoli. So whoever wins that wins the prediction championship belt. Every other match we picked the same people. How about and that? Like, we weren't even in the same building when we made our list. Yeah. So like. Yeah. We do you not, think we just talk to each other about wrestling so much that we like convince each other of our of our thoughts and ideas? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. We just yeah. I mean we watch wrestling with each other, we talk about wrestling with each other. Yeah. Talk about wrestling with you to each other. But like as I was writing these, I was gonna be like, Ace is gonna think I'm so crazy for picking this one, you know? Like with Samoa Joe and with Daniel Garcia. I didn't think you would be on board with those. <laughs> so even the ones I was like, he's going to think I'm crazy. Like you picked mm -hmm. the same ones. So yeah. So FTR pull it out for me. I need that prediction FTR, championship pull it belt. Out for him. Cause I'd rather see you win than keep my championship. Um, but I don't think that's happening. All right, everybody. Uh, we've got a, uh, kind of a full week. Um, tomorrow night, I am going to be on a podcast called Who Booked This Shit? It is at, I'm going to be the host. It's at 8 p.m. It's a, it's a, a fantasy booking show. Uh, it's going to be myself, uh, Dylan from Last Week in Wrestling, uh, Byron from The Flex Zone, Leo from Kicking It With Leo, Wolf is going to be on there. Uh, and we basically, we look at the AW Revolution card. I'll be the host. And I'll be asking these guys, basically, you know, could you have done it any better? You know, what would you have done differently? Uh, who, you know, would you have put someone else in this match? Who would you have win? Et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're kind of looking at the Revolution card and, and kind of rebooking it, so to speak. Um, so it's an interesting show. I think you'll enjoy it uh, if you like AEW. Think you'll enjoy it. That's at 8 p.m. tomorrow. They'll be right here on YouTube. Uh, be on X as well. Uh, That'll be interesting because I feel like they did a really good job booking this show. So yeah. that would be interesting yeah. to hear other perspectives on what they could have done differently. Right. I agree. Yeah, it'll be it will be. Um Thursday. Wednesday. Thursday. Um we will be on last week in wrestling podcast, AEW revolution, uh, prediction show where, uh, we'll have the same predictions, but, uh, we won't be talking as much. 
but we'll have different things to say, I'm sure, because uh, we'll be talking to different folks. Um, I'm not, not sure what time that is, but it's Thursday night. So check check on last week in wrestling. Uh, check with them. It's Thursday night. Uh, it will be here on our YouTube channel Thursday night. Uh, and on X, uh, their prediction show. And then what else? Wednesday. No. And then. Why are we not is that doing? It? No. And then. Okay. And then that's it, isn't it? Is that it? Friday, uh, apparently. Saturday. We're not watching. It. Yeah. And then Sunday. Um, at some point, we'll we'll uh, we'll put something on on X and or YouTube. Uh, from the from the arena um even if it's just hey how's it going we're here here's the set you know even if it's just that we'll we'll, we'll put something on um it may just be that we'll see and there won't be a retro watch along on sunday yeah no week. retro watch along on sunday uh the retro watch along will return next week though so look forward to that don't know what the theme will be but hopefully you're looking forward to it. The, the, but the, the retro wrestling watch along is is not gone. It is just on hiatus for a couple of weeks. It is returning next week. Um, uh, I believe it'll be on Sunday, uh, Sunday March tenth, uh, and so just just look on X. We'll announce on X what we're gonna watch. And uh, what time it'll be? It'll be twelve forty-five, uh, probably. We'll probably keep the same time. Uh, but just watch X for an announcement about all that. And as I said, the retro wrestling watch along returns March tenth, and those are a lot of fun. It's a nice way to spend a Sunday afternoon, I think. Mm -hmm. And folks, hopefully you enjoyed the show, and uh, hopefully you enjoy Revolution as well. And uh, tune in to see us. As I said, those uh, Tuesday and Thursday for those shows that will be on. And they will be right here on our YouTube channel. And uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to subscribe and like our stuff. Liking stuff really does help. It makes a difference, believe it or not. It helps. Uh, so please like like stuff and uh, and subscribe. Spread the word. If you know people who like AEW, Please tell them about our show and our and our channel and our account and all that stuff. Um, yeah, please spread the word. We would appreciate it very much. And uh, as Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. Bye. Bye.